Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. If you're planning a meeting, conference, or special event in Missoula, consider the Wingate by Wyndham. Our event space is comfortable and flexible. Whether you need an intimate boardroom meeting or a conference war 100, Missoula's Wingate is the perfect fit. Our audio-visual equipment, upgraded internet, and flexible food and beverage policies allow you to put on an impressive show without breaking the bank. Call us at Missoula's Wingate, where we make you feel at home when you're not. It is to tell Nuanas 1029 ESPN Radio. Outstanding to be with you on this very fine Monday. Coulter is down in Boise, Idaho. He is joining us over the phone. We've had a little bit of an internet issue, so we uh, uh, will uh, have that worked out by tomorrow. But for now, Coulter is on the phone with us uh, down in Boise at the Big Sky Conference Tournament. And we appreciate all of you being on board with us for hour number two. If you missed anything in the first hour of the show, check it out on the podcast. The podcast is available wherever you get get your podcast you can listen uh any time of the day or night that's the beauty of it it's there at your convenience it's brought to us by blackfoot communications and the wingate by wyndham hotel uh you also by the way just so you know blackfoot is not responsible for this internet no 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 this is on our end okay uh you can also uh go ahead and check us out uh on the internet if you have it that works 1029espn.com you can listen live all the time on the stream thanks to opportunity bank your local bank your opportunity and we have all our favorite guests on the Rangish Brothers RV phone line, including the co-host of this show right now, Colton Nuanas. Colter, what's game number two that's getting ready to tip off there, maybe already has in Boise in the women's tournament? Well, one thing that they've made that's a huge adjustment, which I absolutely love, is they had every game scheduled at a specific time over the last couple of years. And so if a game got over early, they put, you know, say it gets over, 50 minutes from the next tip, then they just have a 50-minute clock counting down, and teams aren't allowed to take the court to warm up until 30 minutes before. So people would just be kind of sitting around, and I think that was not efficient. So now it's just a 30-minute clock after the game is over, so you can take the court immediately. So it'll move things along a lot faster. Yeah. You know, The one thing I was mentioning to you uh, before that we started this, when we were kind of planning on the logistics, people in the, are always going to complain about the officiating, but in the tournament, the officials are 
objectively better because the best officials in terms of their grades throughout the year yeah. get to come here, right? And you also have co- every coach to vote on an official that they don't want to do their games. So you get rid of a lot of the little rivalries between officials and coaches, too. And so the games are just way cleaner. I mean, that first game didn't even take two hours. It was just lickety-split. It was over. It was done. I would love to see that list, by the way, Coulter, right, of what what refs every coach voted out of their games. Oh, Oh, glorious. And and that's the one thing, too. We've talked about the Western Officiated Consortium for the Men's League and how, you know, that actually makes it so that you have the whole pool of officials from the West. And so you might get guys that do Pac-12 games doing Big Sky games sometimes, but then you might get guys that are, more uh, towards the bottom of the list in terms of experience and quality. But in the women's league, it's still just straight big sky reps. And so when you're talking about coaches like Trisha Benford, who's been in the league for 15 years, or Wendy Schuler from Eastern Washington, who's been in the league for 19 years, they absolutely have you know refs that they like and don't like. There's definitely a couple refs that uh, have it out for certain coaches. So uh, that's definitely an interesting thing. But as far as what's going on right now, Eastern Washington, Portland State, is going Portland State for the defending tournament champions, and they are up 25-14 at the end of the first quarter. Eastern Washington, they've struggled all year long with every everything you can struggle with, from injuries to lack of continuity to lack of experience. And if you remember right, last year they were actually the surprise team in this tournament. They made a huge run all the way to the championship game. So this is a rematch of the championship. It just happens to be the 7-10 matchup this year instead of the 4-6 matchup like it was last year. Right, right. Uh, Colton, let's talk a little bit about the men's tournament and specifically Montana and Montana State. Uh, the, uh, uh, The Grizzlies and Cats both lose on their senior night, and Montana has now lost two straight heading into this Big Sky tournament. They were in first. First place, and they are now uh, taking a third seed going in, which maybe doesn't matter too much in terms of the structure of it. But I wonder if it matters at all in terms of the mental aspect of it. Of uh, you know, Travis DeGear talking about, look, everybody knows it's a big game when you're playing the Grizz, and we want to be the team that's out in front, and we want to be have teams be nervous when they play us. And I wonder if some of that goes away a little bit because they end up having that third seed and have lost two straight going into the tournament. Yeah, it's definitely to me, it's going to be a mental and a physical challenge for the Grizz because I think that, on one hand, I think that Montana has kept it pretty simple in terms of their offensive and defensive concepts this year. That makes sense because of the young team that they have. But I was actually surprised. You know, Montana, they don't have, besides Kendall Manuel, they don't really have any knockdown shooters. Right. The first, the first two-thirds of the league play, or even maybe the first 14 or 15 games, so often teams would play zone against that. And credit to guys that maybe aren't considered lights-out shooters, like Josh Vasquez, Timmy Falls, Derek Carter-Hollinger, all of those guys stepped up and made shots. And it was probably on the best display when Montana played Montana State. And so that really made it so that Saeed Pridget was the focal point. He was getting the paint and then distributing the ball. When those guys started making shots, Montana was rolling. Well, now the last four games... Everybody's completely changed the way that they played Montana because Northern Arizona showed the blueprint. You don't crash the offensive glass. You just get back on defense. After a missed shot, that's where Montana kills you because they get out in the open court and they get high percentage shots. But if everybody just gets back instead of crashing the glass, it really messes with what Montana can do. And because they're not running the complicated offensive sets that they have in the past, now all of a sudden their offense just looks stagnant. And so... To me, it's a huge challenge for Montana to try to figure this thing out. They have they went from 
first place in the league and a team that a lot of teams were scared of, like you're talking about, to regressing to what they looked like in November without any sort of ability to score in the half court. And I think part of it was the pressure the seniors were feeling playing their last two home games in Missoula. But it's been a long time since Travis Secura has lost three out of four games in the Big Sky Conference. And so Montana, I really do think they are on high alert coming into this tournament. They're going to have to figure it out, and they're going to have to adjust because now everybody kind of knows that that's their weakness. If you take away transition, they're going to have a tough time scoring in the half court. Now, you told me, Coulter, last week that you said, you know, that 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 despite all of this, and by the way, this is before these two games got played, you know, that, that, that you know, the openness of the tournament, especially with the top three teams, and maybe you throw Portland State in there, that you still got Montana and, and Travis Secure and this group winning the tournament. Does, does the two losses that they suffered since that time change your outlook? on that it's so amazing how a weekend of basketball can change your outlook yes. so much yes. i really do think i mean i thought okay they lost the you we kind of thought that was a trap game and if they lost it okay it's not the end of the world then they bounce back and they play great at back state in a pretty hostile environment so you think okay they're going to get it right back that's what Travis secure does he always gets his guys to respond but they just looked over matched against southern colorado and they just flat out were not ready to steal the game against Southern Utah, and we know how talented Southern Utah is as well. So, you know, it's interesting. You ask me if I still think the Grizz are the favorites in this tournament. I still do, but it's for a different reason. I thought the Grizz were the favorites in this tournament because of the mental edge they held over everybody else in the league. I'm not sure they still have that edge, but the reason I think they're the favorites is just because of the draw. When you look at the bracket, right now. They're on the other side of the bracket from Portland State, Eastern Washington, and Montana State. That's a better case scenario. Northern Colorado is a bad matchup for them, but I do think that they will be really hungry to get revenge in that game if that matchup comes about. And as we know, Northern Colorado has lost to Montana in the tournament two times in the last four years, too. So there's that mental edge that Montana holds in that game. If Montana would have gotten a, a different seed, you say they were the one, but they were on that side of the bracket with Portland State, and Eastern, or say they were, if they were got a different draw than where they're at right now, I actually think that I wouldn't say they're the favorite. I would say Northern Colorado is the favorite. But I do think that Montana is slightly, just slightly, the favorite even as the three seed coming into this tournament. Well, the one thing also to pay attention to, though, is as the three seed, if if it goes the way that it's seeded, they will play Northern Arizona in the first game of their tournament on the, on Thursday evening, and uh, that's no picnic, as we know. Again, they lay the lost at uh, at NAU, and so that is, uh, I mean, it's it's no uh, pencil in anybody through Montana or otherwise into that round. Let's talk about Montana State. Coulter because they they were the bounce back team this year in terms of teams whether you're ready to write them off and then all of a sudden they go and they win a game that you didn't think that they would get and they find themselves with a bye and even though they finished 10 and 10 they got into that fifth spot they're not going to be playing tomorrow they will play on Thursday but they are going yeah on Thursday but they are going to play against the probably other best team in this conference, Portland State, that I think a lot of people wouldn't be surprised if they went on a run in this in, in Boise this week. Absolutely. I mean, Portland State's the team that everybody wants to avoid. They're one of the hottest teams in the league. Actually, I would say that they are the hottest team in the league, and we kind of predicted that. When we had Barrett Fury on the show before the second matchup against Montana, right. he told us just how hard the schedule had been. They played their first 11 league games in the first 27 days of the league season. Then they got to play their last nine over the span of 42 days. In that span, 
They got Matt Hauser back. Matt Hauser is one of the favorites for newcomer of the year in the league, grad transfer from Santa Clara. They got Sal Nuhu back to full health. He's so key to what they do. And they got Holland Woods playing at a high level. And now all of a sudden coming into this tournament, they've won six straight and they've won seven out of eight. They're the hottest team in the league coming into this thing. And I definitely think they're going to be a team that everybody wants to avoid. That said, the worst matchup of the top five teams in the league for Portland State is Montana State. Because Portland State presses so much. The one team that has an elite point guard who's a true point guard who can handle it is Harold Frey at Montana State. When you look at Montana and Northern Colorado, they oftentimes just play their best players inside Bridget and John Radabaugh on the ball. They don't necessarily have a true confident point guard, whereas the Cats do. So we'll see if, if Montana State can handle the pressure. They did get swept by Portland State this year, but it was by two points in each game. So it's been close games, and I do think the Cats will be able to hang in there. Uh, and you just wonder, too, if Portland State's licking their lips, thinking about another matchup with Eastern or another matchup with Montana. They can't afford to overlook Montana State because if they do, they might be one and done. But I do think I agree with you, Jess. I think that Portland State's the team everybody wants to avoid. I want to ask you, who do you think's the favorite? What do you think of the situation with the Grizz are in right now? Coulter, you have a business, and your business is based in the World Wide Web. Indeed I do, so I'm on my computer all the time. And if you're not online, you're not making money, and it is important to make sure that you're online and secure. Am I right? Absolutely. Got to be cyber safe this day and age. Well, for you business owners out there, whether you have an online business or a brick-and-mortar business, it's still running through the web. We all know that's a fact. And in today's always-on world, your business demands a simpler approach to network security. At Blackfoot Communications, they deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to the endpoint devices and remote data backup for businesses across the state of Montana. They do. They're keeping everybody cyber secure and ensuring that businesses run the way that they need to across the state. So ensure your company's network is online all the time. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. That's goblackfoot.com slash business. And you can click the link right here in the old podcast. We've made it so very easy for you. Go visit and find out how to keep your business or the business of people you know secure online with Blackfoot. I got no idea. It's Two-Tone Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio. Colton Nuanas is in Boise. I am here with you in the great state uh, as we uh, get ready for a conference tournament basketball. It has begun the first round of the women's tournament today. All of the Montana schools, men's and women's, got a bye, which is uh, outstanding. And so the ladies uh, will begin. The women's tournament will begin for the Montana schools tomorrow and the men then on Thursday. By the way, Ready for a new truck? Get to Mildenberger Motors in Hamilton for the best deals on the best trucks. Duramax, Chevy, GMC. Yeah, Coulter, look, man, I I am... First of all, I couldn't be more excited because the last couple of seasons in this tournament, it has been Montana as the clear favorites. I wouldn't say the overwhelming favorites, maybe, but certainly the clear favorites. It is not clear to me that they're that now, and I am very interested to see the way that this team responds to the 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 losses in the last couple of of games of the regular season if they're able to mentally bounce back and overcome that that's something that they haven't had to do and to me this falls a lot on on the coaches in terms of what is the message that you give to your team because what the issue right now 
you know, your point is very well taken. The blueprint got, you know, teams forgetting the offensive rebound, get back and and slow Montana down, try and grind them down when when they have the ball offensively in their sets. So you, you got to figure that stuff out. But more than anything, especially with a young team and a senior who's who's all into this thing, this is a mental hurdle, a significant one at the end of the year that I think Montana has to overcome. And you overcome that in the in the way and the what of the message that you deliver to your team if you're Travis DeCure, if you're Chris Cobb, if you're you know Jay Flores and the rest of the crew there that has to sort of massage this team into the tournament so that they're ready to go on Thursday. And I, I do think that having the full five days you know just it's basically just like a normal week for them there's plenty of time to get over that stuff in fact i think in a lot of ways they're already over it uh you know in terms of the last weekend but the confidence going into the next game is the thing that is the 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 bigger issue to me and i'm not sure what the message is the other thing is this flat out the best team i've seen play this season is not montana it's northern colorado i mean they are in terms of the way that they have you know put this team together their best players and the way that they play together they're the best team i've seen obviously they've lost some games as well and you know teams play better or worse on different nights but whether it's the matchup or whether it's just what i've watched that to me is the favorite so i think northern colorado is the team to beat in this and if things go you know according to chuck pontana would have the opportunity to do that on friday night what happened though when we talked to saeed bridget after the northern colorado loss last thursday Colter, we said, is this a team that you want to see in the tournament? He goes, that is my dream. That's the only thing I want is to see Northern Colorado in Boise, Idaho. No doubt. And the Grizz have a lot of, um, how do you say, frustration, pent up anger. I mean, Northern Colorado is the team that has beat Montana more than any other team in the league during the regular season over Mm -hmm. the last couple years. I mean, there's only one big sky team that's won in Missoula twice over the last three years. That's Northern Colorado. Northern Colorado also cost the Grizz from hanging a banner four years ago as well, by beating them in Missoula. So they cost them to hang in a banner two times in four years, have won in Missoula in consecutive times. So I think that's great motivation for the Grizz. But you mentioned if this thing goes chalk, that's the thing that we got to remember. It's not going to. It's just not going to, right? And you want want to know why? Because Southern Utah's in their absolute sweet spot. Southern Utah (laughs) lost. Southern Utah lost seven out of eight down the stretch. You want to know why? So if they can get the two seed, because guess what Southern Utah has done the last two years? They've One. 20-piece the two seed. Yep. They haven't just won. They've killed. They slaughtered Idaho. They slaughtered Northern Colorado. They killed them. And, yep. I mean, that's one thing. You know, David was talking about the, the Ken Palm rankings. Yes. Some of the, um, the, the luck. Sure. Montana, Montana's won the tournament two years in a row as the one seed, right? They have never had to play the two seed in the tournament. Mm. Not, they, have not, they have had to play the three, which has been Eastern Washington. But if you remember right, Eastern Washington was like a 12-16 and 16 team coming into the tournament last year. They just happened to have won a bunch of games in the league to sneak into that three spot. And obviously, Shante Leggins gets his guys going this time of year. But Montana hasn't had to play the two-seed because Southern Utah has taken them out for them. And so you never know when that's going to happen. The other intriguing factor here is, to me, two of the best five players in the league play for the number eight team and the number 10 team. Jared Harding plays for Weaver State, and Trayvon Allen plays for Idaho. And you never know when a guy like Trayvon Allen, I mean, Idaho struggled mightily this year. But Trayvon Allen, I mean, he's going to shoot 30 shots if that's what it takes during uh, during uh, Idaho's first game against Southern Utah. And Jared Carter, he's got one last run at this thing. You know, he's got all the individual records. He's the leading scorer in Weaver State history. 
He's got more points than Damian Lillard, Jeremy Sanguin, and all of it. But guess what? He's never been to the NCAA tournament. And so, you know, can we really come from the eight spot and win all the way through? I don't think so. But could they potentially win a game and then take out the number one seed, East for Washington? They absolutely could. So we never know how this whole thing is going to play out. And to me, that's why I talk about the draw. It's not about the draw of avoiding Portland State for Montana as much as it is they if they win, if, if that game holds and Northern Arizona advances, that's the best quarterfinal matchup you can have because you don't want to play Southern Utah. You don't want to play Weber State. So Montana has the best first game amongst those teams, and then maybe things fall in their favor. We'll see. Stu telling the one is one of two nine ESPN radio. Coulter is in Boise at the Big Sky Conference tournament in the uh, capital of Idaho. I am here in Montana, and I will be joining him on Wednesday uh, from uh, from there in Boise. Looking forward to that. But here with you in the state for the next couple of days. We'll take a quick break. We're going to move on from basketball for a moment. Trumaine Johnson released today by the New York Football Jets. Uh, we will talk about the impact of that both for Trumaine Johnson and maybe what it represents for the University. Of Montana in general is currently there are no Montana Grizzlies on an NFL roster as of right now. So we'll get into that a little bit as well. And we will come back to uh, the conference tournament and Boise and all that with Coulter uh, as well. The Polaris Do Your Sales event is on, and now is the time to get your perfect vehicle and specifically go check out the 2021. That's right, the 2021 Polaris Snowmobiles. You can go in, it's the snow check season. They have New Chaos models, which have a new drive system, a quick drive two, a new 2.75-inch Series 8 track, and a factory-installed low-elevation clutching option. Plenty more different things. In fact, there's 100,000 100,000 different combinations to customize your sled. You can go check all of that out now at Kurtz Polaris. Get your sled ordered and get it exactly the way you want it for the brand new ones which are coming out next year for the 2021s. The snow check season going on right now through April the 15th at Kurtz Polaris. Kurtz Polaris at 2904 West Broadway in Missoula, Highway 83 in Sealy and online at KurtzPolaris.com. You know, guests, the Wingate by Wyndham is the Missoula Hotel that truly offers something for everybody. No doubt. It's conveniently located near the airport, easy for when your friends come to visit you. And you know, of course, my favorite, water slides. That's right. they got an awesome water park with a sweet water slide that's perfect for families, groups, and birthday parties. With the Wingate, they also have a terrific business travel rate, large meeting spaces for you and your clients, and one of the best rewards programs you'll find anywhere. Talk to me about breakfast. They're not messing around with the Continental. They got the full breakfast spread, man. That's what I'm talking about. I need that. They got you covered there as well. Just down the road from the Missoula Airport, the location is quiet and convenient. The parking is ample and free, and the staff genuinely cares about taking care of their guests. The Wingate is at 5252 Airway Boulevard. You can also call. Very simple, easily memorizable number, 541-8000. That's 541-8000. The best hotel at the best spot for a hotel near the airport. Let the Wingate by Wyndham in Missoula make you feel at home, even when you're not. Happy to be with you on this very fine Monday. Hope you had a wonderful weekend. I certainly did. Got all the way to Boston and back for crying out loud. Went and saw the Bruins Lightning NHL game Saturday night. That was phenomenal going to the Boston Garden. You kidding me? It was great. Hey, by the way, Mildenberger Motors and Hamilton family owned. 65 years best prices on new and used cars and trucks only at Mildenberger Motors. Coulter, the garden, man. Now, now that is a barn right there. I love that place now. 
Yeah, I'm jealous you got to go there, man. That's one of the great venues in all sports. It's a pretty cool experience for you and your buddy. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, sitting up there, we you know we were uh, up there, you know, at the top, and so I had a great view of all the banners. And my goodness, there's a lot of them. All the great Celtic teams, all the great Bruins teams. It was a, it was an absolute blast. And you know, I'm one of those sick people who actually loves flying. Like I love going to the airport. I love going through security. I love the whole thing. Oh, I love so the I'm, I'm, you were into the airport too, David. Love flying, love the airport. My favorite thing. I uh, it's one of my absolute favorite things as well. I wandered around uh, uh, Minneapolis St. Paul Airport for quite a while yesterday. I had a, a four hour layover and went and checked out some of the shops. Ate myself at the salad bar, the community salad bar. I am uh, impervious to uh, the coronavirus, so I feel very, very good. I mean, that's why I asked you like six times where you were connecting through. I was so curious about which one. Yeah, I didn't know it was there until I, until I looked at my actual boarding pass in Missoula on Saturday morning. Like, oh, okay, we're going to Minneapolis, St. Paul. Let's rock and roll. So it was a great trip. I'm happy to have been there. Five three win, by the way, if you're tracking at home for the Tampa Bay Lightning between the top two teams in the NHL. But Coulter, we got other things to talk about here. Jermaine Johnson was released today uh, by the uh, New York Jets, or he's go- set to be released. Uh, this is certainly a you know a pay issue. He signed you know a monster contract like seventy seven million dollars or something like that with the Jets. So this is this is more of a uh, a money dump than anything else. But also, Jermaine Johnson was not even playing towards the end of the year, and we've seen this happen before with plenty of guys. But you sign the big deal, and all of a sudden, maybe some of the uh, effort goes uh sideways and whatever it is but in any case he's no longer on a football team i would not i would not be surprised if he does resurface somewhere at least for a while but whether or not he's on a roster come week one of the nfl season uh is uh, certainly up in the air and he fell out of favor with the new coaching staff yeah. in new york pretty early. I mean, who's their defensive coordinator? I don't recall. David will find out for us. Isn't it well, Greg Williams? Multiple Greg Williams? From, oh, Greg Williams, right. There was multiple quotes from Greg Williams that were basically saying, like, this guy better learn how to tackle or figure out how to tackle or else uh, he ain't going to make it here. And then they basically shut him down. And, uh... I mean, I don't know. I don't. I, I don't proclaim to know Tremaine Johnson well, but my brother did play for him. And if you know anything about True, he's the consummate competitor, but he also uh, has a very unique way of thinking about things. It's kind of his way or the highway, and he doesn't necessarily take criticism that well because, quite frankly, he's never had anything to be critical of until these last couple of years when he sort of lost the step. So, um, I, 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 it would be interesting to see if he does resurface because here's the thing: I think to remake himself, to reinvent his career. If he can learn how to play nickel because of his size, that would be ideal, and I think he could catch on with somebody else. But the fact that he has basically decided that he don't, he no longer feels like tackling, that's not going to bode well for anybody, especially in the physical way that the NFL has played now. Especially if you, if you sign a guy like him who is a really big corner, you got to have him play physical. And if he doesn't want to do that, man, I don't know. But the fact is, he did sign the five-year, seventy-two million dollar contract. He did have $34 million guaranteed. So if this is the end of the road, he's the most financially successful Grizz, maybe the most financially successful player to ever come out of the Big Sky Conference. Uh, it'll be interesting to see you know, if he catches on. But, I mean, I think the bigger story here now is that as of right now, no Grizz in the NFL unless Jermaine Johnson catches on with another team. 
Yeah, I mean, we've seen this. We, we, we've seen the numbers sort of dwindle one by one over the last several years in terms of Montana Grizzlies playing professional football, playing in the NFL. And it's interesting because they, they you know, they for a long time were almost guaranteed that that their best player, that they were going to have one guy that was going to be certainly in a camp and perhaps on a team. Now, with Dante Olsen, it's uh, certainly an open conversation. There's a lot of, lot, of, lot of hopes and aspirations for him to be a Grizz on a, on a team come week one. And so the pipeline, you know, is is certainly not it's not like it's over anything like that but when you've gone through a stage where you've had you know one of the keys to having multiple guys in the nfl coming out of the fcs is not just that a guy makes a roster it's that you have veteran guys who are playing chase reynolds six years colt anderson nine years dan carpenter you know nine ten seasons whatever it was where new guys that come and come through add to the force because you actually have guys with staying power in the league who were veterans in the league and that's the one thing we haven't seen for a long time some of that you know in the instance of like zach wagonman i mean you go through just these just terrifically unfortunate you know you know foot break foot injury multiple times and it just doesn't pan out that way you never find the right spot exactly if you were tyron tyrone holmes in terms of places to be but the fact remains that the grizzlies weren't only putting people in but the reason they had multiple guys a number of guys in is because the guys who were going were staying were sticking with teams and uh, and able to be there but really since brock Coyle and 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 jordy trip to to a certain extent that hasn't been the case and that's kind of why this Tremaine Johnson thing doesn't surprise me. Obviously, there's the disconnect with the coaching staff and the criticism that he took, sort of his lack of initiative. That's all part of it. But also, there's just tears in terms of where you're at in your career that you have to overcome or your career's over. When you're in the league for the first couple of years, you're trying to get that second contract. If you can't, it's probably over for you, even if you're still a young guy and you can still play. You can't get that second contract. You're not going to do it. When you get to that second contract, then how do you become the guy who's worthy of earning the veterans minimum? Like we've seen that with guys like Chase Reynolds and Jordy Tripp and you know Dane Fletcher from Montana State. When they get to that fifth or sixth year, now they're at this next place where it's a crossroads. Because are you worth the $1.1 million that they have to pay you? I guess 900000 to $1.1 million, depending on your level of accomplishment. Once you're in the league that long, that's what you're going to get paid. It's double what the minimum salary is. So our team's actually going to take a chance on you. I think that's why we see guys, you know, you're either in the league for three or less years or up to six years, and it's just the very few guys like Colt Anderson who can make that jump and get that one last contract that allows you to play into your 30s. If you can't do it, then it's not worth it for teams to spend the money. And so that's why the fact is that Tareem Johnson has played eight seasons with the NFL. He's 30 years old. He's right at that threshold. What team is going to pay him at the very minimum, the veterans minimum, or pay him any sort of lucrative contract given his lack of production last year as well as his age? I don't know. But it doesn't surprise me just in terms of where he's at in his career that it ended for him, at least in New York today. Sutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio. On the other side, we wrap up 
show number one on a Monday of Boise week, of Big Sky Conference Tournament week, by talking about the tournament broadly. Coulter is on site. What is new? What is different? What is the same in Boise in year two? We'll go through that and just the tournament in general. Give you a lay of the land from a guy with his feet on the ground. You see what we're doing there? Right after this. Coulter, I don't know about you, but anymore, I just imagine the internet like taking a walk in the park. What do I mean by that? Well, basically, anybody can watch me all the time because I'm in the most public of places, no matter what it is that I'm doing. Even if I'm sitting at uh, a, a restaurant talking and my phone sitting there, I assume the president's listening to me because this is the level of paranoia I've got. If I ever had a business that had to function online, I don't know what I would do. Actually, yes, I do. I would be completely secure with Blackfoot Communications because I know at least they know how to keep this thing locked, secured, and private for me as a business owner. Your level of paranoia is certainly concerning, but also in some ways justified because this day and age, you do have to keep yourself safe. We have electronic tracking devices in our pockets. We're on the computer all the time, and you never know when the bad guys might come to get your information and all sorts of other things as well. Blackfoot certainly has you covered when it comes to keeping you secure. At Blackfoot Communications, they do deliver state-of-the-art security solutions from the perimeter to endpoint devices and remote data backup, all of it for businesses across the great state of Montana. They ensure your company's network is online, all the time. Safe, secure, and running as it needs to be. For more information, visit goblackfoot.com slash business. But the Cats and the Grizz, they will not play until Thursday as they've got to buy. So uh, that's how that sets up for you if, you, uh, you know, if you're interested in. Uh, if you missed anything in the show, you can check it out on the podcast. The podcast available wherever you get your podcasts. Happy to have it there. Rate it, review it, subscribe to all that. Thank you very much for that. To Tell Nuwana's podcast available. Thanks to the Wingate by Wyndham Hotel and Blackfoot Communications. By the way, the Grizz Greats Coaching Tree Podcast is out right now. Episode 8 with Wayne Tinkle available wherever you get your podcast. Just search Grizz Greats. Wherever you get your podcast, you can uh, get uh, go ahead and listen to Coach Tinkle's uh, podcast, uh, uh, the the most recent episode. And tomorrow evening, Travis DeCure, current head coach of the Montana Grizzlies, his episode coming out uh, later on uh, tomorrow evening. So looking forward to all that. You can check it out. Coulter is in Boise. He's already there on the ground. And Coulter, my question for you is this. We, we go down to this thing each year. It was in Reno two years ago. It shifted to Boise. I think you and I both felt like it was an upgrade uh, in a lot of ways to have it in Boise. I know that the the, the, the conference themselves, Tom, Tom Wistersill at the top, really wanting to try and develop uh, some traction with fans and getting more people to go. I think you said already that there's more people in the building right now than maybe you would have expected here in the early stages of the women's tournament on a Monday afternoon. But what's different this year? What seems like it's shifted? maybe a little bit from last year to this and year two in Boise, Idaho? Well, one thing I think is going to actually have a tangible effect on the games is that, that for whatever reason, and I think this actually might be an error and they might have to fix it tonight, but for whatever reason, they did not take the NBA three-point line off of the court. So right now you have the, the women's three-point line and the men's three-point line, which in itself has been deceiving for teams. That's really weird, yeah. That was one, I mean, I think that's one thing that killed Idaho last year. I mean, Idaho had the two most prolific three-point shooters in the history of the Big Sky Conference. 
And they went, I mean, they shot themselves right out of the tournament. They were the one seed, and they lost in the quarterfinals to Poland State because Taylor Pierce and Michaela Friends couldn't find the mark. And I think a lot of it was because of the weird lines. But now you had a third weird line. How much is that going to distract the players? I mean, we were on the court last night checking it out, shooting around. We were having a three-point contest from that NBA line. I mean, you got to chuck that thing to get it there, man. That's a deep shot. And so for anybody, guys or girls, it's going to be a challenge. So that's one thing to look out for, just a little detail. But as far as the people here, I, I think that for, for one thing, all four Montana schools have buys. So all four Montana schools have had success. And I think that makes it easier for the Montana fans to travel here because they don't worry about, okay, well, what if they go one and done on Monday or Tuesday? They don't play. I mean, I guess the Lady Grizz play tomorrow on a Tuesday, but it even makes it worth it to stay because you can, even if the Lady Grizz were to lose, you can still stay for the men Grizz two days later. So the trip is not off or not. I think that's going to help the attendance. There's a decent amount of people here, definitely more people than I would expect for the first day of the women's tournament, especially considering the league is down a little bit. Uh, but as far as just the other changes, I don't really think much has changed, but I do think the league has done a really good job uh, with this venue. I think this venue is great. The lighting is great. The floor is nice. Yeah, everything about the venue is pro. And so uh, I think that it's, it's definitely a huge upgrade from Reno. And I think people will be satisfied. Anybody that makes the trip here, I think they'll be impressed by the presentation and they'll have a good time watching some hoops. You know, what? one thing, Coulter, that just going back to the game that I think was a real problem last year, I forget if it was the game clock or the shot clock, but one of the two you couldn't see from the floor because the the, the arena has this beautiful scoreboard, much like it is in Washington Grizzly Stadium, suspended from the, you know, the ceiling in the middle of the court, but there was not clocks because it's not a basketball arena traditionally. They play hockey in there. There were not clocks behind the baskets so i forget they had one set up i think it was a shot clock but they couldn't see the game clock or vice versa has that been fixed it's an interesting question i've actually been up in the cage where we'll be uh, doing the show from when you get here as well and so i can only see the scores table that's across from me there is mm. no score or clock on that it just has the 2020 big sky championship logo and all the schools but there's no score there but i don't know what this near side that I am sitting behind says. So maybe we have to take a walk and, and check it out for They, you. they would uh, put us in a cage, bar. wouldn't they, Coulter? You gotta lock these two up, get them out of here, and keep them safe from <laughs> everybody else quarantined, right? It's actually a great, the bird's eye view though is awesome. I, I actually like watching the games up here. You can definitely, you can see a lot of the actions develop. And there's so much screen action, especially in the women's game, so I actually do prefer watching them up here. I think it's a good – I mean, I have a seat courtside too, but I prefer to be up here. I just, I, you have a better view of the game. Yeah, well, when it comes to going to these to these games, going down to the, to the tournaments, two telling their one is one or two nine ESPN Radio. You know, I was always, uh, uh, you know, a guy who's like, I love sports, but am I going to take vacation to go to a sporting event or something like that? But then, having attended these, man, it's a tremendous amount of fun to sit there and get a bunch of games back to back. And you got a game that you care about, a team that you care about. Sure, that's great, but also there's some unbelievable basketball that it's nice not to be invested. 
interested in, right? You can sit there and you can watch whatever it is, Southern Arizona, uh, Southern Utah, Northern Arizona, play a basketball game and go, wow, let's just see how these two teams match up. And it's uh, it's tremendous fun in the city of Boise as well. Great to walk around there. Some nice food. You can go. I went and toured the Capitol last year. That's the biggest doggone flag I've seen. The Idaho State flag suspended like four stories from the middle of the Capitol building. So there's cool stuff to see down in the, in the Boise area. Well, Bush is a great town for sure. I think that they've done a great job in terms of handling the growth that they've experienced. I think this is the, the largest, uh, I think it's the fastest growing small city in America. I think that's the stat that one of the people told me at this facility. And they've handled the growth really well. It's great infrastructure. It's a very clean city, very welcoming city. People here are friendly. Uh, there's a very cool downtown. The arena is right downtown. And I mean, you could just walk anywhere. We didn't. Ha- we don't have a car. We didn't- we're not even going to need one, I don't think. So uh, you can get around pretty easy here as well. As far as the quality of basketball, the thing that's really unfortunate about this first day of the women's tournament is Sac State, Eastern Washington, and Weber State, they are all just dead in the water, man. Like, they just have no chance. Like, Eastern right now is getting walloped by Portland State. They're down 15 already early in the third quarter. And uh, it's just it's, – it's Sac State, you know, they, they were already not – not a great team, but then their two best players got hurt during their final road trip of the season, so they were completely shorthanded. There's just not a lot of talent the very bottom teams, and so these first couple of games, I think, are going to be trying. The 8-9 game, you would presume, would be the great game of the tournament for the first day on both sides because those teams are even. Well, it wasn't even early. Northern Colorado played Sac State, so uh, this first game, the first day is going to be trying, but I do think that's going to be the scenario on the men's side. I, do, I mean, because even even a team like Idaho, who only won four league games as the 10 seed, they got one of the best players in the league. So I think that what you're saying, sort of the element of surprise and some great games that you can watch, I think the men's tournament's going to be fun. We just got to somehow get through the first day of this women's tournament. Okay, now let me ask you this here as we uh, as we wrap things up, Coulter. But we talked about Montana State and their draw against Portland State and that you think, even though Portland State's a team that everybody really likes and is very talented, you think that they might be uh, one of the tougher matchups for them it would be Montana State because of the talent of Harold Frey and what he can do against that pressure as a point guard. What do you think is going to happen, though, in that game on Thursday afternoon? Do you really like Montana State? Uh, do you think it comes down to the wire? Do you like Montana State to win that? Man, that's an interesting question because I think it really just comes down to how does Portland State shoot it. Montana State has lived and died by their 1-3-1 zone this year and you know gets a team like Montana – who hit 10 threes in the first half against them, they died by it. On Saturday, Harold Fred's senior night, they absolutely died by it. Northern Colorado shot the lights out of Brick Rudy Fieldhouse. They hit yeah. 16 three-pointers. And I think they hit 14 out of their first 21. They were red hot before Danny Sprinkle scrapped that 1-3-1. One, one. But Fulton State, you know, they run the funky three-quarter court trap, and then it comes down to then after that, then they play sort of a matchup zone that they shift in and out of. So, you know, how does Montana State shoot it, how does Portland State shoot it? You just never know. The one thing is that Portland State, they create so much havoc with their two big guys because they're both such rim runners. Sal Nuhu and, and Alonzo Walker, the two of the most athletic front court players in the league. Well, Montana State has two of the biggest front court players in the league. And Jabril Bello is playing his best basketball. He's really turned the corner the last four games. He was the Big Sky Conference player of the week this week. He absolutely dominated against Northern Colorado, even though they lost. And so... That's going to be the matchup I'm watching is the athleticism of Portland State's front court versus 
the size of Montana State's front court, and then the matchups of the point guards, Harold Frey versus Holland Woods, and how each team handles the other team's defensive tactics. I think those two things are going to be the keys in that game. If you had to tell me, if you had to ask me to pick a winner, I, I think Portland State's the favorite, but if Montana State pulled one out, it would not surprise me whatsoever. You flew down to uh, uh, Boise uh, yesterday. Mask or no mask on the airplane? Well, no mask for me, man. I just got my wet ones. Keeping the... Uh, Keeping the hands clean with the sanitizing wipes. Right. Very good. Okay, that's that's acceptable. I think, David, are you okay with that? The wet ones as opposed to the mask on the airplane? Absolutely. You don't want to stoke fear by wearing a mask. That's, that's a bad idea. That's a very good thought. That's a very good thought. Well, Coulter, appreciate it, my man. You keep the seat warm down there. I'll be there in, uh, you know, a day and a half or whatever it is, and uh, and we'll rock and roll together. And uh, we'll get the internet up and running over on this side, and we'll have ourselves uh, a proper studio show again. That'll be fun. For all, all of our Montana faithfuls, it's be a big day tomorrow. In terms of the women's turn, they got the top seed of Bobcats playing Northern Colorado, and then you got the Lady Grizz uh, taking on Northern Arizona. So two games with a lot of ramifications, not only in terms of this tournament, obviously, but also just in the scope of of these two programs. So it'll be fun to give people updates on uh, what they love, what they uh, what they follow us for, the Lady Grizz and the Bobcats. Yeah, no doubt about it, dude. And 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 that's a great point because the the Montana State Bobcats they play at noon, and the Lady Grizz the game after it. I think two fifteen it's scheduled for, and we know that they're you know they're stretching it out so it's thirty minutes after the end of that Lady Cats game. But we will be hitting the air probably right about the end of that Montana game, so uh, we should know quite a bit when we hit the airwaves tomorrow. We'll look forward to that. But uh, Coulter, excellent work, my friend. Appreciate it. Keep it up down there. Appreciate it. Talk to you guys soon. There you go. Colton Nuanas from Boise, Idaho uh, on the show down there and doing it doing it old school, doing it manual on the phone line. So we appreciate that uh, very much. Want to remind everybody, too, this is great. I'm pumped up about this. The ESPN Tutel Nuanas Bracket Challenge 2020 is out right now. You can go to ESPN.com, search in the bracket, you go to the bracket challenge for the NC2A men's tournament. You find Tutel and Nuwana's 2020. That's the name of the group. We want to make sure we get the year right because we've had past years. You don't want to go to those years. You want to go to this year. Tutel and Nuwana's 2020. Fill out your brackets. You know that you'll be able to start that on Sunday evening after the uh, uh, big show, the big selection Sunday show comes out. And we got prizes for you that it is the best prize package that we have ever had that we've ever been able to put together for this thing and we're really excited about it the first second and third are all going to walk away with uh with quite a lot in order descending order we want the first place to get the most stuff but look if you got third place in this thing you're still doing pretty well for yourself you ready for this first place is getting 250 dollars to paradise falls okay How's that? How's that for a nice meal and maybe a drink or two at Paradise Falls? Can you handle that? 250 bucks, And also, $250 to Aspen Sound. You need your windows tinted. You want a new sound system for your car. You want an automatic starter, whatever. I mean, that's you can, you can have a field day at Aspen Sound. 250 bucks there. And just for fun how about a hundred bucks cash from us here at the station because we like you okay so we're talking about a six hundred dollar package for first place second place 
$150 to both Aspen Sound and the Press Box and $75 from us. And third place, $100 from Paradise Falls, excuse me, from Paradise Falls and from Aspen Sound and $50 cash. So $100 for third place to both Paradise Falls and Aspen Sound and $50 cash from us. How about that? I mean, you're going to have yourself a wonderful, wonderful time after we go ahead and get you set up with that. So go on to ESPN.com, search the Bracket Challenge. Again, the name of the the the, the, the group is Tutel and Nuwana's. 2020 to tell new one is 2020 go there and check it out you're going to be able to have the best tournament you're already going to fill the thing out you might as well get on there and do it with us boys and girls we'll be back with you tomorrow to tell new one is espn radio whether you're traveling to missoula for business a family visit or to watch the grizz game the wingate wants to be your home away from home Call the Wingate to find out how we can take care of your next trip to Missoula. From conference rooms to great complimentary breakfast to an indoor water park, we have what you need and what you want when traveling. The Wingate of Missoula is a proud supporter of Grizzly and Lady Grizz Athletics, and we look forward to making you feel at home when you're not. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.